They had this look like an oil derrick or something like that. And on the top of it, there was like a little flame and fire would shoot out every once in a while. Whoa. Yeah. And then there was like a train came and then people started jumping on the train, which is really dangerous. Like a live train? Yeah, like a freight train. This is bizarre. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to Chats in the City, where each episode will chat with our guests about the city they live in and their experiences navigating it as a young adult. First off, I just want to give a huge thank you for everyone that listened to episode one and for being so supportive. I'm not going to lie, I was terrified to release the first episode, but all of your messages were super sweet. Second quick announcement, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, or at least I'm pretty sure it's available on Apple Podcasts. It's been a long journey of online help articles and YouTube videos, but anyways, if you're like me and you sold your soul to Steve Jobs, you can search Chats in the City and should be able to find the podcast there. So last week we talked to the Nuksha about New York City, which is very much on the forefront of news, media, and pop culture. This week, I wanted to pivot to a city that I knew a lot less about, the city of Detroit, Michigan. As many of you know, I went to the University of Michigan, Go Blue, which was only a hop and a skip away from Detroit. Despite that, I lived in my little college town bubble for my four years out there. I only visited Detroit a few times, once for an interview and once with some friends where we really just walked around the main downtown area for half a day. I also watched that one Eminem movie, 8 Mile, but that's probably not the most relevant. I knew of Detroit as the hotspot for auto companies and the home of the Detroit Lions, but I'll admit, I knew next to nothing about living in Detroit and where the cool spots are. Lucky for me, my friend Nathan from college has been living in Detroit for the past year and a half, working as a developer for a Detroit-based company. So I took it upon myself to bother him and dig out some details. We talked about Detroit's rich history, the bike culture, getting deep in the techno scene, and what's special about the Detroit community. Here's the episode. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Andrea. It's nice to see you here, alive and well. For context, for everyone else to know, Nathan blew me off the last time we were trying to record and then ghosted me for a week. I don't really recall that, but <laughs> that, might be, that might be accurate, to be honest. <laughs> so Detroit is one of the cities that I think goes under the radar a lot for a lot of people who aren't from around there. Even with us, like we went to the University of Michigan, which is only less than an hour away from the city of Detroit. And still, I only know you and maybe one or two other people that works in Detroit. And I think a lot of people have preconceived notions about the city. So I just wanted to, like, off the bat, ask what's one thing that you wish people knew about Detroit who, like, have never visited the city before? I think relative to its size, Detroit has a has a really outsized cultural impact on our country. You think about Motown. It's a home, birthplace of Motown, big jazz history. Um, it's also, like, Rock City. I mean, the auto industry almost single-handedly like revolutionized and completely transformed American culture. So that's like one yeah. part of it. Diego Rivera, like, an, like a renowned international muralist, was commissioned yep. to come and do a mural in Detroit because it was like the city at the time. Like the Detroit Institute of Arts and all these civic institutions were came from an era in which like Detroit was one of the largest and wealthiest cities in the country. Because of that, it still has an outsized like impact. And so it's surprising. Like, I'll read, just read like general nonfiction books about American history or just like things like that. And Detroit will come up a lot more than you think it would. Yeah. Today, like even today, Metro Detroit 
is the 14th largest metro area in the country. It's actually the same size as Seattle, uh, the Seattle mm. metro area. But it's just like it doesn't get as much credit. As it's not like the home of the home of Amazon or Microsoft or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that before either. The media tends to focus on the negatives, obviously. They focus on the murders. They focus on shootings. They focus on all these things that sound bad. But the reality is Detroit is a huge city. Just like every other major city, there are rough neighborhoods in Detroit. But there are also a ton of really nice middle-class and upper-middle-class neighborhoods. I agree that a lot of times media will show a different side of a city than what it's actually like being there. So, So what's the neighborhood that you live in? So the neighborhood I live in now is called Woodbridge. The reason I like Woodbridge is it's relatively close to Midtown and Downtown. Is Midtown and Downtown where a lot of the tourist attractions are? Yeah. Like Detroit, a lot of people who are moving to Detroit now, a lot of the activity you're hearing from, uh, hearing about is happening in greater downtown, which is approximately 7.2 square miles. Um, if you look at a map of Detroit, it's kind of the area that's roughly bounded by like the inner freeway loop. Mm. Um so that's where like Wayne State is, the Detroit Institute of Arts. It's where uh, all the stadiums are. Uh, Dan Gilbert is building a bunch of apartments, stuff like that. Yep. So Woodbridge, it's close enough to Midtown and Downtown that you can easily bike there or walk there. Um, so that's why I like it. And it's way cheaper than Midtown. I'm paying $600 a month for a really nicely renovated place. That is so nice. Would you say a lot of the activities that you do like on the weekends and stuff, do you spend a lot of that time in Midtown or Downtown? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I spend a lot of my time biking in the summer. There's a really nice waterfront. So during the summer months, people will like soup up their bikes and then go down to the waterfront and just sort of like put speakers on their bike and go bike around. So that's something like me and my friends used to do. How is making friends in Detroit? So I got pretty interested in urbanism, like urban planning, like bikeability, walkability, public transit. So I met some people who are into that and I kind of just started going to the events they went to and I met people through that. I would volunteer. uh, If someone had a volunteer opportunity, I would just do it most of the time for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously also to volunteer, but mostly just because I want something fun to do and I enjoyed like just being out there in the community. Right. And then biking, biking was another one. I joined this bike club. um, It's called streets calling bike club Detroit. And so they just, they would just go on bike rides and then go to like a black owned business afterwards, which is pretty fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Do you remember the first thing you did when you arrived in Detroit and like moved in? I think the first thing I did was just things started just going to like these kind of like coffee shops and just started trying to talk to people and be like, Hey, like I just moved here. What's fun to check out. That's nice. People are friendly. Yeah. People are really friendly. It's the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I miss the Midwest charm. <laughs> yeah, like I, I later on, like this summer, I became friends with my neighbors just because like in, it was warm. People were on their front porch. And I would just like say hi to them be like, hey, what's up? And they just start talking to me. It was really fun. I love that. Yeah. Is Detroit a big car city? You said you have a car there, so you drive around. Do a lot of people drive? So I mentioned earlier that I would go to the riverfront and like bike around. That's what people do in the summer. Like there's also a road that runs parallel to the riverfront and people would just like drive down there and just drive like from one end of the road to the other in their cars, just like revving their engines and like making it really nice. Oh, just to show off. Yeah, totally. Just to show off. It was pretty oh. sick. They were, like, they were pretty sick cars to be honest though. So I can't really blame them. That's pretty cool. I'm sure anyone who's really into cars would have a lot of fun right there. Yeah. I'm not really that into cars. I kind of, I kind of hate cars. There is a pretty big bike culture here. Yeah. You keep mentioning bikes. I'm picking up on this. 
Well, it's in- it's interesting because there's kind of a fusion of two different bike cultures. There's like the hipster Brooklyn Portland like <laughs> bike culture of like I'm gonna use a bike everywhere because it's like fuck cars, and then there's like the old school like Detroit bike culture where it's like I'm gonna weld a custom bike that's really sick and like put speakers on it and bike around my neighborhood. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but they both bike for different reasons, and they're more or less like separated. Interesting. I never thought about bike culture. Yeah, it's like convert. Have you heard of convergent evolution? It's where like two different things involved into the one there's like con- like one example of convergent evolution is that like six different species of animals have independently evolved into crabs ew <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's insane like, the, like <laughs> i don't need it we don't need any more crabs <laughs> but like they all evolved into crabs for different reasons it's like you have like three different groups like two different groups of people who are evolved like who evolved into like big bike enthusiasts for totally oh, different reasons i see where this is going that, yeah. okay all right that's a pretty good visual of what bike culture <laughs> looks like there Tell me about the going out scene in Detroit then. What do you do? Where do you go? And what are the vibes like? So another reason I wanted to move to Detroit, I forgot to mention, was that when I was a junior in college, I studied abroad in Europe. Yeah. If anyone didn't catch it, Nathan went abroad. And I'll probably say it like five other times throughout this interview. I'm going to ignore that comment. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I was in uh, Berlin, Germany for six weeks um, and obviously Berlin is very much known for its techno and house scene. Um, but what people don't realize is that Detroit is actually the birthplace of techno music. Ah. So because of that, I was very interested in Detroit because of like the techno scene was a big thing there. There's a lot of really cool things people are doing because the rent is so cheap and cost of living is so low. People can kind of afford to experiment, do a lot of interesting things. What kind of interesting things, Nathan? I'll talk. I can talk about them later. If you <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Tell me your craziest night out story. So a lot of my friends now in Detroit, we go out to like this place called Marble Bar. We're actually right next to it is this place called called Lincoln Street Art Park. It's like this outdoor, it's like this sculpture garden, right? And the DJs, they had this look like an oil derrick or something like that. And on the top of it, there's like a little flame and fire would shoot out every once in a while. Whoa. Yeah. And then there was like a train came and then people started jumping on the train, which is really dangerous. Like a live train? Yeah, like a freight train, and then people start jumping on it. This is bizarre. <laughs> and then there's another after party that was at this uh, old furniture factory in northwest Detroit. Interesting. <laughs> the bathroom clogged at one point. It was disgusting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Other than going out on the weekends at night, what else do you like doing, or what do people do for fun? Usually during the week, I try to find a couple of happy before COVID. I used to find a couple of happy hours that are going on. Where I would try to like get dinner with friends or something. Most of the time, the week was pretty relaxed. And then the weekends, outside of going out, a lot of us would go to Eastern Market. You can go and buy like fresh food and produce. Um, oh, like so a I'll farmers th- market. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so I love farmers markets. Of course you do. <laughs> so I think a lot of people on Saturdays will do Eastern Market. There's a lot of really cute brunch spots that people go to. Um, mm. Me, I, I love coffee, so I'll usually just like. I'll, especially when it's warm, I'll just bike around, bike to a coffee shop, drink some coffee, and then like bike somewhere else or like find some friends to hang out with. What's the food culture like? Um, there, there's like the bougie food culture where it's like you go to like a fancy restaurant and you like Instagram it. I don't really do that. I don't really have the money for that. Sure. But there is a lot of like ethnic food, um, ton of Yemeni food. You also have an interesting like fusion South Asian American food. Like there's also this place called Amar's Pizza, which is it's this dude who I think mm-hmm. and he started his own pizza place, but he has like the Luri chicken pizza, um, all these like kind of fusion flavors. And then like Southwest Detroit has a 
huge Mexican population. Like one part of it is called Mexican Town, so you can get a ton mm. of Mexican food there. Yum. So I like I like going to like those places where you can get food from people who like oftentimes have just immigrated from the place. Oh, I love that. I feel like I'm always struggling to find new restaurants to go to and find places that are super authentic with the food. Honestly, I'm kind of sick of these trendy Japanese places or trendy Thai places as much as I like Japanese and Thai food, but I just don't feel like they're authentic. Like I'd rather go to a hole in the wall restaurant where it's family owned and they're making food actually how it's supposed to be prepared um, in those home countries. Um, So yeah, I didn't know that about Detroit. On that note, what's something that surprised you about Detroit? One thing that surprised me is like you can actually find a tremendous amount of diversity in Metro Detroit. People tend to think that the Midwest is all white, but there's a place on uh, the Avenue of Fashion, Livernois Avenue in Northwest Detroit, that mm-hmm. it's home to a lot of uh, like black-owned clothing stores. I mean, if you look at the census data, like there's still predominantly a majority black areas right. because Detroit is a very black city. I mean, it's like 83% black. Yeah. Um, but the perception is, is that like a lot of people in, in these midtown downtown areas are, are, are white business owners or people from the suburbs who are coming in and like getting this investment. Um, but the Livernoy corridor is, is uh, it's like flanked on both sides by pretty middle-class neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of the businesses on Livernoy are still black owned. Um, Dearborn, Michigan, which is right next to Detroit, has a, has the largest concentration of Arab Americans outside the Middle East. No, like several suburbs, Novi, Troy, are very heavily Asian American. There's a lot of Eastern European people, uh, kind of like like first gen immigrants, like people who are who were born in Eastern Europe are are kind of like sprinkled throughout Metro Detroit. Big Mexican American populations. I actually I had a little segment that I had planned, and I had asked people again on Reddit about what their favorite or most unexpected things were about Detroit. Wait, you asked this on Reddit? Yeah. Where? I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to find my posts. Why are you a Reddit girl? So I can gather people's insights for these segments. But again, a lot of the answers are very similar. Like people are saying they love the variation in neighborhoods in Detroit. Um, A lot of different ethnic neighborhoods, which sounds very similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the more fascinating places I've ever lived. You don't think, yeah, you don't think it was a big city, but like you find, you start finding all these random things. You're like, what the hell? This is so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. What's your favorite part about living in Detroit? Um, I think the, the best part about it, I think is I think I found it a lot easier to I think to get involved in the community. Yeah, there's a lot of community organizations. A lot of people are like very friendly. I think where's this dude? This dude's Terry. His name is Terry. There's this vacant lot, and he just built a playground on it. He oh. just built it because he's like, the kids need a place to play. Yeah, It's kind of like stuff like that. Like you, There's a lot of stuff like that where people are just like, they see a need, and um, they just kind of go out and use whatever resources they have to like fill the need. Right. It's like almost this like anarcho-libertarian fantasy of it. Like, oh, fuck the government. We don't need the government. People can just fix it all on their own. Oh. Uh, I'm not an anarchist, by the way. <laughs> People don't really trust the government that much because, it, like, the city of Detroit government has like kind of lied and kind of like let people down a lot before. So, yeah, and it's changing. It's changing a little bit now. Like, I think people, the city's getting more resources, and investing them better. But like, people are kind of like whatever. Like, because of necessity, we're gonna have to like do some of this on our own. Which is, uh, right. it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, like hustle mentality. That's cool. That seems pretty unique to it to the city as well. Do you see yourself staying in Detroit in the long term? Um. I would say probably not. 
but I think it's less because of I want to get away from Detroit and more because I want to go experience something else. Um, mm-hmm. I can see, I think, honestly, Detroit is a perfect place to live if you are in your late 20s. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if I was in if I was in a long-term relationship or married and wants a place to start a family, I think Detroit is a great place. It has a really low cost of living, still has a ton of attractions. But I think, I think especially for younger people, you kind of want to go out and experience, like, the big city for a couple of years, kind of want to meet people. Yeah, totally. And it seems like you're making the most out of Detroit as it is right now. Um, and really enjoying yourself. But I also do understand just wanting to take advantage of being young and wanting to explore a city with maybe a faster pace of life or or maybe just a larger city in general. Anyways, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, kind of selfishly, I also wanted to learn a lot more about Detroit uh-huh. because I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit sad that I had lived so close to the city and not really ever learned about what it was like to be there or visit. Um, so I think it was a long time coming that I asked some more questions about Detroit, Michigan. I was going to say you should, come, you should come before or after COVID is done, but that's not till next summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll make a trip back there when I can. All right. Well, thanks. See ya. Hey, everyone. It's me again. Without a doubt, I learned a lot that I didn't know about Detroit today. It sounds like there's plenty to explore in the metro Detroit area with so many diverse neighborhoods. And there's anything you'd expect from a big city. Farmers markets, cute coffee shops, a waterfront, and nightclubs. I'm not going to lie, I have a weird perception of techno in my head, with my only prior experience being following some friends into some random techno club in New York City while I was visiting. It was way later than I usually stay out, and I had no idea what was going on. And while I'm not completely sure that Nathan's description of Detroit nightlife did that image any favors, I guess I'll just have to experience it on my own from the heart of the scene to really know. What really stood out to me was how involved and connected it seems like the Detroit community is. From DIY vehicles and playgrounds to friendly neighbors, I can see why people are really excited to be a part of the city. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will catch you all next time. Happy holidays, and I'll talk to you soon.